All right, all right. Merry Christmas, everybody. How y'all doing today? It's so good to be with you. So glad to have you at our house for Christmas. This is the Eastview family. Uh, if you're watching us online, we're glad you're here. I got to say a special shout out to those who are visiting. First of all, special shout out to the kids today. If you're here and you're under third grade, raise your hand. I, I want to hear you. Come on. I was, your parents told you you're going to be in trouble if you're not quiet in church, right? It's so good to have you guys here. I'm the biggest kid here from kids from 1 to 92. That's what Christmas is about. And we are celebrating the fact that we're together as family. And I want to say this, if you're brand new, first time ever, uh, maybe, you, maybe you bumped into one of our billboards or you stumbled across our social media page and you saw what we've been saying, miracles still happen. We believe that here at Eastview Christian Church. And so if you're looking for a place to grow and to get to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, this is the place. Welcome home. And you can text hello anytime uh, during this service, uh, and, except during the sermon. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, and we'll get with you and we'll pray with you and we'll try to connect you to this awesome family here at Eastview. We believe, guys, that miracles still happen. And, um, and the reason we believe them is because we've seen a lot of them. And so today, I just want to tell you three miracle stories. One of them is from Mark. We've been studying Mark and the miracle stories there from Mark 10. One of them is a story that's familiar at Christmas time. It's from the fields in Bethlehem. And another one is a story that's very near and dear to my heart. So let's begin where every good sermon begins. Let's, uh, let's start in the Word of God, Mark chapter 10. Uh, and I'm going to start reading at verse 46. This great miracle story. Here it is. And they came to Jericho, and as he was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a great crowd, Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, the son of Timaeus, he was sitting by the roadside. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Well, you know how that went over, right? Uh, they, re they rebuked him and they told him to be silent. But he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and he said, call him. And they called the blind man, saying to him, Take heart, get up, he's calling you. And throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and he came to Jesus. And Jesus said to him, What do you want me to do for you? And um, the, the blind man said to him, Rabbi, let me recover my sight. And Jesus said to him, Go your way, your faith has made you well. And immediately he recovered his sight and followed him on the way. Miracle story number one. Miracle story number two is a miracle story from Luke. You're familiar with the shepherds out in the fields keeping watch over their flock at night, and they're told that Jesus is born. In chapter 2, verse 15 of Luke, when the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened while the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste, and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child and, but Mary, uh, I'm sorry, and the shepherds, all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them, but Mary treasured all these things, pondering them in her heart. Would you pray with me and ask God along with me and others to do a miracle in us tonight? God, would you come now? And I'm thankful that we get to be here together as a family. We get to share in this love moment where you sent your son Jesus into the world because you so love the world. That's all of us here. And uh, that's why we have Christmas, because you sent your son, Jesus. And uh, so today, God, I know there are people who desire miracles, need miracles. And I'm asking that you will give us one. Um, and I know you can, and I know you do. But tonight, I'm just asking on this Christmas Eve that you would do a miracle in thousands of hearts, thousands of lives. 
And I pray that you would help me tell well the stories of miracles that you've done before. And so that we can all give glory to you on this blessed night, Lord. Thank you so much for allowing us to be here. And we ask that you would speak to us now in Jesus' name. Amen. Sometimes seeing is believing. Sometimes you got to see it to believe it. I know, I know the Bible says that we walk by faith, not by sight. So there's a lot of things we don't see, but every once in a while, we just need to see God. We need him to show up and say, hey, I'm still here. I can still do miraculous stuff. And so we've been saying through this whole month that, that we believe miracles still happen. And so I want you guys to come with me. I'm inviting you in on this Christmas Eve to come and see that God still does the miraculous. And maybe you're here tonight and you're skeptical. Maybe you're watching online. You're going, I don't know. Maybe you've given up on God. Maybe you've given up on being close to him. Maybe it's been a hard season. I don't know. Maybe you're a Christian for a long time. Maybe you just want to get this over with so you can go open presents. I don't know. Here's what I'm praying for you, is that tonight you would come and see the miracle of Jesus' birth in a totally different way. Whether you believe in miracles happening or not, here's what I can say for sure. We all wish they would. We all like this blind man during Christmas. We want to see. I want to see God. I want to see him doing something miraculous, something amazing. The blind man's name is Bartimaeus, and that's kind of a misunderstanding uh, because Bar is son of, Timaeus is his dad's name. He's just the son of Timaeus. We don't really know what his name is. And he's been sitting by this roadside in Jericho begging his whole life because he's blind. But he hears, and, and you know how, uh, if you have any blind friends, I have a few, they can hear extra special. And so he could hear, he's like, hey, what's going on here? And he hears the bustle and the parade and the crowd, and it's Jesus. And Jesus is kind of a rock star in the first century because he's been healing people and doing miracles. And, and he hears that Jesus is walking by in this crowd of people, always a crowd. And he just, he just takes a leap of faith. Here's, here's what drives him. I want to see. And so he cries out, David, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Have mercy. He's crying out for pity. That's what the word literally means in the original language. Would you just have pity on me? I know you got stuff going on. I know you're in business, a busy teacher and you've got miracles to perform. Would you just have mercy on me? Now, you know what happens in a crowd. The people are embarrassed. They're saying, hey, Bartimaeus, quiet down. You're ruining the Jesus parade. He's on his way out of town. He's been in town. He's done some miracles. And now he's leaving, by the way. He's leaving to head to Jerusalem because he's going to die there. And Bartimaeus is ruining the whole parade. And they say, Bartimaeus, be quiet. But that only makes him yell out more because he wants to see. He's a blind man who is crying for mercy. Out in the other story, the shepherd's fields, the shepherd are keeping watch over their flock at night. And uh, maybe these, these shepherds are a picture of all of Israel. You've heard the Christmas uh, scripture from Isaiah 9, 2 that says, those walking in darkness have seen a great light. Those living in the land of deep darkness. There's probably nothing more dark than a, than a night out in the shepherd's fields near Bethlehem. And these guys are a picture of people waiting for something. They want the Messiah to come. They want it to happen. It's been 700 years since Isaiah said hey, I'm going to send somebody that's going to change this darkness into light. And here these shepherds are out keeping watch by night in the fields. It's a metaphor, perhaps a picture of them keeping watch. All of Israel, all the descendants of David, all the descendants of Abraham were keeping watch. 
and hoping and praying to see. On February 2nd, 2018, Sarah and I, my wife and I, went with my oldest son, Mikey, and our daughter, Monica, to find out the sex of the child. We're going to see a, a, a sonogram. I think that's the gram that I'm talking about. And uh, they were going to take a picture, and we were going to find out the sex of the child, and we were joking and bantering back and forth. But instead of finding out the sex of the child on that day, we found out that something was really wrong, that the kidneys were not functioning, and short of a miracle, uh, he would not see the light of day. And as you can imagine, we desperately hoped for a miracle that we would get to see him. In fact, we did get to see him in utero through this image. This is, this is my grandson before he was born. I didn't even know it was a boy at this point. But I, I will tell you this, that we wanted God to do something. We wanted to see a miracle. And we cried out to God and we got other people to cry out to God. And here's the cry. It's not like, God, you should do this. because it, It's like, please. Have mercy on us. God, come into the darkness and shine some light. We just need to see it. And many of you have carried this prayer with us through all these years. And we prayed uh, with our small group and we prayed with the elders and we've prayed with our staff and our partners in India prayed. And finally, we found out the first answer to prayer was Cincinnati Children's Hospital does a procedure where they can actually put amniotic fluid into the, the woman's womb and the baby can survive. And we'll see what happens after that. God bless my, uh, my awesome, strong daughter-in-law. She has, still has the record at Cincinnati Children's for 12 straight weeks of infusions with, you know, a needle the size of a tire pump. So uh, praise God for that. But I want to, I tell you that, and I, I share this with you because I want to ask you what you're crying out for this Christmas. What are you crying out for? What would you like to see? What would you like for God to do in your life? Maybe you stopped crying a long time ago. Maybe like the shepherds, you thought it's been 700 years. He's not going to appear to us now. Maybe you've been blind your whole life and you're going, What's, what are the odds? He's going to have mercy on me. Maybe you have similar situation to what we experienced with Israel. Well, the, the news gets good on this, this Christmas Eve night because Jesus has come and he's calling. Jesus has come and he's calling. That's the story for Bartimaeus. These people who before were going, hey, Bartimaeus, shut up. You're embarrassing all of Jericho. Be quiet. Stop it. Stop yelling out. You're ruining everything. They run back to him because Jesus hears. And I, I, I thought about this this afternoon. Actually, as I was going over this and praying this. Through, I'm going, Jesus heard Bartimaeus over the crowd. Well, there's a message in there somewhere. This is not the sermon. This is free, maybe just for you. Keep crying out because the crowd and the noise is not drowning out your prayers. God can still hear it. But here's the thing. He cries out and uh, Jesus hears him and he says, hey, go call that man. Jesus has come to town and he's calling. And you know the story. Bartimaeus goes and he receives his sight. I'll get to that in just a moment. Jesus says, your faith has made you well. And immediately the blind man sees because Jesus has come and he's calling his name. Shepherds out in the field, outside of Bethlehem, they were unexpectedly getting the same message. Jesus has come. The king has come. On this day in the city of David, a savior, we were just doing shepherd things, hanging on the shepherd uh, field, smelling like sheep, frankly, and just watching and making sure nothing bad happens. Maybe we were dozing on our watch. And the angel showed up and said, no, something special has happened today because God has come. He's here now. He's, he's with you, Emmanuel. 
and he's calling your name. I never really paid attention to this before. I think I've preached this passage at least 25 times, but I don't recall ever thinking this through. The angels were actually inviting these shepherds to go and see. That's, that's why they give them a sign. You guys know the passage, Luke 2, 12. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Why did they give them a sign? Because they were inviting them to go and see. Like Jesus invited Bartimaeus, come. The angels were saying to the shepherds, come to Bethlehem and see this amazing miracle that's taken place. Jesus is not only born, but he's inviting you shepherds to come closer. With Israel, um, we had some really, really hard times. In May 14th of 2018, he was born. A few weeks premature, just at the right level so they could do treatments on him. He was just barely made the way to another miracle. This is the NICU room. Some really dark nights there and really um, some hard times, but we caught glimpses of Jesus' presence the whole time. We knew he was near. And here's the, the, a picture that I really means a lot to me from the day that he was born, just a few seconds after he was born. And uh, this is a miracle story in so many ways, because if you see in the, uh, the top part of this picture is, the, is the, the finger of my son, Michael. And uh, here's what's crazy. If you have children and then you have the joy of having grandchildren, it will be a contest who you pray for more. And... Uh, and I can tell you that leading up to this day, I had prayed a lot for Israel to be healed and for a miracle to happen, but I had prayed more for my son who had taken a long journey with God. And, and the story about Israel's name is that it was in a hotel room in Cincinnati the night before we got the treatments uh, that Cincinnati said, yes, we can do something, that my son, by chance, by God chance, was flipping through the Gideon Bible and found the passage in Genesis where Jacob, is his name is changed to Israel. You know what Israel means, right? One who wrestles with God. It's an incredible story, an incredible miracle for us that my son who often wrestled with God has a son named Wrestles with God. As you can imagine, it's pretty cool. The whole Bible is filled with my grandson's name. His name is Israel. <laughs> And this, this passage has become very important to me throughout these uh, last three and a half years. Isaiah 43, 1 says, Thus says the Lord, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I redeemed you and I have called you by name. You are mine. And Jesus' presence and calling in Jericho and his presence and calling in Bethlehem to the shepherds and his presence and calling in Cincinnati in a NICU unit is the same thing that's happening here tonight. Miracles still happen. Now, Jesus is still here, and Jesus is still calling. He has redeemed you, and whoever you are, wherever you're from, whatever you've done, he knows you by name. How do you know he's redeemed me? Because he gave his life on the cross so that you could live. And so he's here. Now, nah, there's just another Christmas Eve service. I'm just here because my mom made me, or I just wandered in the door, or somebody invited me. I'm just doing time. No, God's calling you. He's calling you by name, here and now. If, you can, if your life can be described as walking in darkness right now, take heart because a, a great light has shown in this Christmas season. We celebrate him. His name is Jesus. So the question remains, he's calling you. The question is, will you come and see? Will you just come and see? 
<laughs> Bartimaeus came to Jesus by faith to receive his sight. He could have said, no, I'm not going to go. No, I don't want to embarrass myself anymore. He literally came to Jesus and saw. Minutes earlier, he was a blind man sitting on a road begging for mercy. And after that, he was walking down that same road following Jesus with full eyesight. And you may think that the miracles that Jesus let him see, that's true. But Mark 10, 52 says, your faith has made you well. And the word for well in the Greek language sometimes means saved. Your faith has saved you. Jesus saying, yes, you see. I know, but now you see. Now you see the reality of your soul. He doesn't just see Jesus for the first time. He sees Jesus as Lord and Savior. The shepherds were in the same boat. The shepherds didn't stay in the fields. Did you notice that? It's so important. We're going to watch the sheep, make sure nothing happens to them. Once they got the good news that Jesus had been born in Bethlehem, who's watching the sheep? Who cares? The Christ is born. I imagine they left those sheep behind and said, let's go see this great thing that the angel has taught, talked, uh, told us about. Let's go and see, come and see is the cry of the manger. And again, they go and they find Jesus wrapped in cloths, lying in a manger, born in Bethlehem like Micah prophesied, born of a virgin like Isaiah prophesied. That's a cool miracle. And you're thinking, that's the miracle of Christmas. No, it's not. The miracle of Christmas is Emmanuel, God with us. He has come near to save those shepherds and to save me and you. They just had to see it. Listen, the journey to miracles isn't always easy. In fact, there have been lots of, time, lots of times in this last three and a half years where we've cried for mercy again and again for my grandson. Sometimes an infection, sometimes high blood pressure, sometimes seizures. Um, many times over this last three and a half years, he's almost lost his life because they're doing experimental stuff to try to keep him going without a kidney. And again, I can tell you just, just a year ago Christmas, this is where he was. He's in Cincinnati. He had a seizure. He passed out. He lost consciousness. They had to stop in Indianapolis on the way to Cincinnati. And we just started praying, Lord, spare his life. And then we started praying, Lord, let him, let him have brain waves. And then we started praying, Lord, not the, let there be no effect. And, and over and over again, many of you guys prayed with us. And we took this journey, and it's been an amazing one. And finally, uh, in June of this year, he received a kidney. And, uh, and it was such an incredible thing. I got to show you this because I didn't really know where kidneys are, but they're there apparently in the human body. It's quite the scar, but this is him after kidney surgery. You'll see up here, I'm going to draw on, on my grandson here. You'll see up there, those are the old the hemodialysis tubes that go right into his heart that they were doing dialysis and cleaning his blood. And, and they took those out and after a series of, of, of tests and things like that, he was able to come home right past his third birthday party. And um, then this is a picture, a really cool picture of my son and daughter-in-law and Israel going home. The first one on the left is when he went home, well, he's three and a half months when he first got out of NICU and was able to come home and was on a different kind of dialysis. Then the one on the right is him walking out of the hospital. You notice the one on the left, no mask because there was no COVID yet. The one on the right, they're wearing masks. And here's the deal. Why, why have I told you Israel's story today? Because I'm some shameless grandfather that has a captive audience on Christmas Eve? Maybe. <laughs> but um, I told you this story today in hopes that it would be something tangible to bring Bible stories of a blind man 
and shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock to life. And you need to understand this. People ask me all the time, what would have happened if God wouldn't have answered those prayers? He wouldn't have done a miracle. And you just need to know, even as a pastor, there's been many times I've prayed for God to do miracles and he hasn't done them the way that I've wanted him to. But he's always answered the prayers and I've always known that he's been near. But even if he didn't spare my grandson's life, I can tell you this, that I would still believe in miracles because I've experienced the greatest miracle of all. See, it's a miracle that God saw me sitting on the side of the road begging for mercy. And he had it. And he did, he had it so much mercy for me that he sent his son into the world so that I could have life, so that he could give me his son as a gift, and his death and his burial and his resurrection could save me from my sins. And he came and he called me by name. And by faith, I'm saved. Guys, that's a miracle. And if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you've experienced the same miracle. I know that we want more miracles. And I truly hope and pray that God gives you the miracle you're praying for this Christmas. In fact, I just looked at our staff prayer list today. Prayers from all over, um, uh, you know, friends and family and our congregation. And we're praying for some miracles right now. Some little tykes that, that are struggling with cancer and new, new things like that. And they're challenges. And I pray that this Christmas, everyone here who's praying for a miracle, I hope you get it. I hope that God speaks to you in an amazing, amazing way. But more than anything else, I'm praying that you come to see the miracle that a baby was born so that you could live, so that you could have life. And that's the greatest miracle of all. You might be skeptical. You still might be skeptical. The only thing I can invite you to do is come and see. Because if you could go back to a guy in Jericho named Bartimaeus, who was blind, and you could get an interview with him, and you could say, hey, Bartimaeus, tell us about Jesus. Do you believe in miracles? He would say, I, listen, I was blind, and now I see. Come see for yourself. If you go back to one of those shepherds, just grab one of those shepherds and say, hey, I know you're busy with sheep and everything, but could I just get a minute? Do you believe in miracles? The shepherds would tell you, we were just doing our job. And God showed up and showed us the miraculous birth of his son into the world. Come and see for yourself. And if you say to me or my family on this Christmas Eve, do you believe in miracles? Uh, yes, I've seen it with my own eyes. And so if you're skeptical, I invite you to come closer to Jesus this Christmas. Come and see, because he still does miracles. <laughs>
hi. <laughs> Man, I don't know who dresses you, but you look nice tonight, Bubba. What do you think? Yeah, you're gonna do a dancey dance? Okay, let's don't play with that. All right, that's good. Sometimes you still have to spank miracles. You never, you know. Can you say hi to everybody? Say hi. Yeah, that's a light. Yeah, that's. He's got the same attention span as his as, uh, grandfather. Hey, can you say Merry Christmas, Bubba? Can you Merry Christmas? And just say, let's go play. All right. Guys, come and see. God still does miracles. Love you guys. God bless.